Welcome to another episode of Adding Up, the podcast. I'm your host, Serena Dot Ryan. I'm dedicated to sharing my journey as I become debt-free and give my family financial freedom. I'm sharing my financial mistakes, my wins, and well, some of my terrible mistakes. But the positive that comes out of all of this, you'll always get my learning that comes along the way. In this episode, number 38, I am going to cover something that is a wonderful surprise this week and made me reflect on a number of other incredible things that have happened along the journey of becoming spending conscious, debt aware and determined to become better with money. And the topic for this episode is accidental savings. It's one of these things that in October 2018 was completely the furthest thing from my mind. Considering savings, when I felt we were literally living paycheck to paycheck, And it wasn't until I took the active decision to do an audit of where all the money was going, as painful as it was at the time, become conscious of where everything was or wasn't going, that true power and ownership of money started to happen and at the time I was so heavily focused on how could I reduce debt the consideration of savings really didn't come into play in fact savings was something that at the time I thought was a pipe dream in this episode I want to cover how I've literally uncovered accidental savings I've had along the way and what I've done with those savings. The cool thing is, once you're in the habit of being aware of where your money is going, your decisions around it start to shift. Your opportunities seem to come out of nowhere. and. If you haven't already gathered, I am bubbling with excitement just under the surface. I, in 2018, was sitting there with three credit cards maxed out, $16,000 in credit card debt alone, let alone the home loan, and any other debt for that matter. (laughs) Next month, This time next month, I will be in a situation of having (laughs) no credit cards. $16,000 of debt gone in 18 months. It is a milestone. I'm still figuring out how to celebrate. If you've got any ideas, click on the link in the show notes and share them with me. 
I am so used to not spending money. I am looking for things to do that don't involve spending money. But I am at this point in time super tempted to have a celebratory dinner with my husband. Paying cash, of course, no credit. You may be wondering, so how did this accidental savings happen along the way when you're so focused on getting rid of debt? I'm glad you asked. (laughs) For me, it started, first of all, with really not paying too much attention to our home loan. I was so fixated on the debt that had to be paid down with the credit cards. I figured what we'd already set up when we first got the home loan back in 2013 was to have a regular payment schedule of paying weekly. It's fine. But do you know if you pay your home loan weekly that you have an extra payment being paid month, most months, depending on how the cycle falls. Point being, you start accumulating extra in your loan. It is phenomenal. And when I had this moment of going, oh my goodness, there's money there. This week, this is where the excitement comes in because you would know if you're a regular listener of this podcast, in previous episodes, in fact, only last month in January, I was thinking about, right, 2020 is going to be the year I become credit card debt free. And I was struggling with how we're making the payments and how to keep up this intense schedule of making extra payments at the earliest we're going to have the credit cards cleared by July. Now, because I've uncovered this money that was sitting there that's being paid in the side into the home loan, after a long discussion with my husband about the pros and cons of doing it, realising that our home loan interest rate is at a record low at the moment, sitting under 3%, (laughs) that the credit card interest a month is sitting at 23%. It was almost like an epiphany. We could get rid of the credit cards and all the money we've been using to concentrate our efforts to pay down the credit cards would go into the home loan. And that is exciting. Have not completely paid off credit card yet because I don't want to leave a short. You've heard specifically in the previous episode about how I'm concerned about extreme debt reduction and much the same as extreme dieting, you increase the likelihood of being in the situation of putting it all back on again if you are doing it too quickly. Extreme diets, extreme debt reduction, both can end up with you gaining it all plus interest if you're not careful. I have been very measured. From the moment I realised the money was there to the time I paid on the credit card, it's been a week. 
I decided to weigh up all the pros and cons of using that money to do so. I looked at our financial situation, what bills are coming in, and considering even what is our emergency fund looking like in case of the unknown. It was only after going and considering all those things this week, I got brave. That's it. I'm making a payment, an extra payment on the credit card. And I still have money in reserve for the just in case, which is why it's going to be another month before the credit card's paid off in full. And my head ends at the thought that in January, I was here going, yes, we're okay. We'll have the credit cards paid off by July. And now I can say they'll be paid off by March. It reminds me of something that I do say regularly and I really want to emphasize right now. If you're feeling under the strain around money and feeling like you just want to get rid of debt quickly, really look at consider your circumstances. When you can consider your circumstances, and how you want to have a life while going through the process of becoming debt free, you can balance it out. It's much easier to have a healthy life and also get rid of debt than to really push it hard quickly. And at this point, I feel it's good to remind you I'm talking from my own experience here. I'm not a qualified financial advisor. If anything, I am sharing my lived experience to help you be inspired to become aware of your finances, to take ownership of your financial circumstances and go to experts, but go to experts with an open heart and a clear head and question them with your circumstances. What I mean by that is when you go to them and they give you advice, seriously consider it on what you want to have rather than just blindly accepting what they're saying to you. Know that they're only going to give you advice based on what you share with them. So if you don't share everything with them, they don't fully know what your circumstances are. And they're only going to give you advice based on what you're saying. And at the end of the day, they're not the ones living with the decisions you're making. You are. So question them and do it with a healthy curiosity so you can come out with the best outcome for you. I'm doing that. I'm doing it consistently. And I'm approaching this from an educated, empowered way. I educate myself through reading a number of books and you'll find in the previous episodes of this podcast, I regularly talk about the books that have had an impact on my life. I'm currently working through Profit First on the entrepreneurship side of my business, uh, running my own business. And Mike Mihalowicz has got amazing insight around that. But I find He's not the only book I'm reading. I previously read The Barefoot Investor and I've previously read The 
Girl's Guide to Money by Effie Zahos. And I've even read The History of Debt, The First 5,000 Years. And what I take from every book I read, every podcast I listen to, is an awareness of understanding the power of money. And the irony of power of money is it's the power we give it rather than us. Feeling like it is only the only way. I find the power I give money now is one in which to give me freedom and opportunity. And I also see it as something that is an enabler and we can do better with it when we are educated and inspired by others and how they are also using money to the best of their own opportunity and ability. Bringing it all together, <laughs> I don't believe we should get all our education from one source or one person. It should be a continuous ongoing education. And I want people to see you can do it differently. You don't need to know it all, but you do need to have a consistent, clear approach on what you want and be focused on what it is you want. If you are looking at this through one lens, trying to do it one way, you're missing the point of all the opportunities available to you. And I also believe that money is something that should not be an easier way to do things. If anything, if I had the money to easily pay off my credit cards, I would have missed the opportunity to see how my money was working for me. I would have missed the opportunity to review what I had. When you're more aware of where your money is going, when you appreciate it for what it is, I look at money and I go, well, you may be there, but what I can buy with you, is that the best thing for me? Often the better solution can be to not spend money. Classic example for me, having fun with our family. Instantly you think of a day out and think of spending money on tickets or food and an experience. When I look to see how to not spend money and still have fun, we can do it with some small changes. Packing sandwiches as opposed to buying food when we're there instantly saves $20, $30, sometimes even more. In Australia here, if you travel on public transport on a Sunday instead of a Saturday or any other day, there's a flat rate $2 for each person in your family. And if you do things such as we have an annual pass for the zoo, we only have to use that pass to go to the zoo more than once in 12 months and we're instantly saving money. And once you've bought the pass and you use it, we can go out as a family of four and come home with change out of $50. And we can even get ice creams <laughs> and 
the thing I really love to do is get myself a high quality coffee because yeah, that's my indulgence. Previously, if I had just gone, Hey, we're going to the zoo for today. It would have cost us just $200 for tickets, let alone all the extras that come with it. Taking time to just assess, is there a better way to do things and add up. Add up the great savings. For me, accidental saving is saving without the intention to save. Something I set up nearly two years ago now, separate account that I can't touch easily and automatically do a transfer each pay cycle. It really is incredible to see how that starts to build up. Initially, it's nothing doing $50 a fortnight. Now I'm sitting on around a hundred dollars. Well, it's actually $120 a fortnight. Still not big money, but keep that going and going and going. And occasionally I put a hundred dollars here or there extra, but that regular debit, I don't even miss the money. It's going in. So I never see it hit my bank account I check regularly and if you're not already doing it it's not about setting a huge amount but to start start with if you can afford ten dollars or twenty dollars a pay I think it's just enough and for that one day it could just be that you instead of buying lunch that day that's the day you make sure you take a sandwich that you pack and make at home that money can turn into thousands. And for me, it is. No one's more surprised than I am. It makes me reflect on what I haven't done previously, but I know I can't change my past. I'm not going to start and I'm not going to lament or spend too much time wishing I could. As I can see, I'm on the cusp of not having any more credit cards. I can finally start to appreciate the journey I am on. I do have my moments of appreciating it, but often you're in the trenches. I know for me, and I don't see how much progress I'm making. And it's a relief to go, wow. This podcast helps me to see how my little changes are adding up. Making little changes along the way. Something I haven't mentioned before on this podcast, but it's a way of helping me stay on track. This third and final credit card I'm currently paying off, it expired beginning of the year. A new card was sent out and I got rid of the card. I got it destroyed because I didn't want it. I didn't want the temptation of having it. That has made it harder to use the card. And every single time I go and log in to check how the balance is going on the credit card, up pops this screen that says, you have a new card. Would you like to activate it now? I click. No, I love 
clicking no. I'm not activating that card. It excites me because I'm not saying it's easy. And as someone who has had credit cards since I was 18, it's been more than 20 years of my life. More than my life, like more than half my life has been in debt. And yes, I have to repeat that more than once because it's still hard for me to wrap my head around. I'm that comfortable. I know more commonly what it's like to be in debt than out of debt. I can't remember what it's like to not have debt in my life. And every time I click no and close that screen and say, I'm not activating that credit card today and I am reducing my credit card debt, I'm stepping towards my future, making it harder for me to have the temptation to use that card again. I am setting myself up to not be able to need a credit card again in my life. And I know some people can talk about the benefits of credit cards and they can have them and use them successfully. I acknowledge it's not me. I will seek out every other way possible. I don't believe we need them in our lives. There are other ways. And it feels good even as I say it to you now. Everything I say to you, as I say it out loud, I'm saying to myself as well. It feels good. And yes, I probably am a little scared too. That's okay, right? We're here for each other. And I'll be continuing to record this podcast until I become completely debt-free. When I say completely debt-free, that is to also no longer have any debt, including the mortgage. It's going to take a bit of time. I'm okay. I'm seeing the power of how every little change is adding up. 